0: Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more, recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only Coach Michelle. Similarities between coaching youth versus coaching adults. Martin Rooney, one of the most influential individuals in the fitness world today, is known for always saying like it or not you're a coach whether you're a trainer therapist teacher parent athlete co-worker or boss you're a coach too throughout your day you are given constant opportunities to either coach someone up or down we consider ourselves to be coaches in our facility and we take that role pretty seriously coach michelle and i sat down to talk about the similarities of coaching youth and adults we have come to notice recently Thank you for listening as always, and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. Okay, dudes. how long has it been since you started coaching?
1: <laughs> it's been about five years.
0: Five years, huh? Uh-huh. Time has flown. And you've worked with like a kids ages young to our adult clients. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your favorite age group or um, cli- group of clientele to work with?
1: oh gosh that's a that's a tough question because so i really like to work with people Mm -hmm. um well primarily wherever they're at uh you know so A lot of times uh, I'll have clients who start who maybe either feel like they're not ready to come to class or they need to work on a few things before, you know, classes are going to feel really successful to them. That's where I love when when um, when we're making just, you know, small progress, but it means so much. Mm. I think that's where I really thrive.
2: Mm.
0: Is there like a certain age group or certain population of clients that you really enjoy working with?
1: no i used to think so so you know we've talked before about you like all of my different jobs and i've worked with every different age range and even when i subbed in the school districts i thought okay i'm only going to sub with the younger kids because from my preschool experience that's where i feel most comfortable but then i was at the high school and loved it so Mm. so yeah no i don't i don't think so i think i like to work all the way through Mm -hmm. yep
0: you know it's funny because so with dance, mm-hmm. I can't work with three to four year olds. Okay. I have a really, really hard time doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started coaching soccer last fall, last spring, and that was for U five. So under five, which would be the age that I wouldn't touch in dance classes. Now mm-hmm. they've all kind of moved up to U six and I'm coaching again and I love it. It's uh-huh. one of the f- one of my favorite part of the week is actually working with that group. I was eight of them this year. And they've changed their names from Unicorn Lions to now they're Star Unicorns. Oh, okay. So we're sticking but with unicorn theme. They're, they're so unicorns, but um, mm-hmm. one of the kids that came in, they like Star Wars. So I wanted to make sure like, you know, we didn't just carry the name over, but we got the input from the new kids. So then we became Star Unicorns.
1: Okay. Makes oh, sense.
0: Pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're we're fourth week into the season or third week into the season and it's, it's just amazing to me so because while i'm coaching i'm also observing right Mm -hmm. like that's one of the things that we do and i'm watching to see like what cues that they take well what like what are the similarities between coaching that youth and then going all the way up to high school adults to me are a little different but there's a uh, lot of carryover from the high school level to adults it's like an evolution of how you coach Mm -hmm. and um i just find it very very interesting that like there's some commonalities between that younger age group to high school group and you know the one thing is like if you make it fun as a coach and i believe it's a coach's job to make things fun Mm -hmm. they learn more Mm -hmm. i think that's the part that sometimes it gets missed in like sports yes because there's a stress of like you have to win yeah and there's it's so serious nowadays you know like Sure, there's serious elements to it, but you can't be serious all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you make practices fun, if you make teaching fun, then kids will absorb and learn more. Yes. Right.
1: And kids absolutely learn through play.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I absolutely agree. And I mean, like, it's so funny because one of the um, one of the parents I was watching the watching the 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 Star Unicorn's practice last week said to me because I warmed them up with basically my skipping progression mm-hmm. um my skipping progression is basically um you start with galloping so you know with three or you know that young young age group i talk about like i'm thinking about an, an animal like what animal do you think i'm thinking and now at this point they know what i'm thinking <laughs> so that's like, horse you know like, Don't we do this every time like, <laughs> i know even even a, even a this five-year-old talks back to me <laughs> <laughs> especially my son <laughs> and so we start with the galloping and then the galloping turns into three-step gallop on the left to the right and then two-step gallop on the right left and the right and then alternating and all of a sudden they're learning to skip mm-hmm. and after the skipping progression you know I'm gonna make them do quote-unquote side shuffle but I call it pinchy crab side shuffle so then they just act like crabs and same thing you know like you mm-hmm. can get them to do what you wanted them to do by kind of like you know, getting even with them at their level of thinking mm-hmm. and kind of letting. So younger age kids, their imagine, imaginations endless, right? Like it's it's cool. Like if you tell them, how does a crab move? They know, right. you know, and they they're not like shy to do it. Like I I can't talk like that to like a Mel's age. Group. Mm-hmm. It's like hey Mel, how does a crab move? though she'll roll her eyes and be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but with a with a five year old, you know, it mm-hmm. works. It, this is like how the uh, you know how, how you coach differently but you're trying to get them to basically do the same thing so right. like to to teenagers i can say hey do a side shuffle and they'll do it mm-hmm. but to a five and under if i make it pinchy crab side shuffle sure. they do it and they have fun yep same thing with back pedal you know like back is a basic skill that i teach at high school level but with the younger kids i call it booty shaking back pedal
1: oh nice okay because
0: i want them to learn to like lean forward and keep their shoulders forward when they're back pedaling so mm-hmm. that i try to teach them that way and it works. And then I get them to like race. Basically I get them to sprint cause I want them to understand like what running fast feels like. And a uh, lot of the parents are like, huh, you're making them sprint without them realizing <laughs> that exactly. That's the point. You <laughs> right. know, sometimes with the younger age group, getting to do them to do what you want them to do comes from attacking from a different angle mm-hmm. with them not realizing what we're doing right like with their practice it can't be just like black and white like here is what we're gonna do this is the drill and this is how you're gonna do it mm-hmm. now it, it, it gets too boring for them right i think even at um even at the high school level incorporating like speed games usually like that gets them excited, right? Like tic-tac-toe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would even
0: go to go far to say like adults get competitive too.
1: They love, th- yeah, <laughs> they love the tic-tac-toe. <laughs> yeah,
0: tic-tac-toe is one of the best games. <laughs> it's it's really a speed drill. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. about like acceleration and you have to think at the board to see where you need to place your cone or colored dots or whatever we're using. And then run back, change direction and run back and tag your teammates. And it's a repeated process of that. So, it's really interesting to me to see like how basically like, when it comes to like, I'm a big fundamentals person, right? Mm -hmm. Like when, when we coach any movements, any skills, I focus on the fundamentals because without the fundamentals, you can't do the advanced skills and Mm -hmm. fundamentals can get boring. Right? So how do we get them to continue to practice fundamentals without saying you just need to do the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. We have to be creative as a coach to be able to relay that message right right same thing with like adult programming we see a lot of similar movement patterns but it's not always the same you think about how can we load a squat because squats an important movement pattern mm-hmm. can we do a regular like a weight by your side with the dumbbells can we do front rack can we go overhead uh what are some other movement patterns that's similar to a squat that has a similar benefit that we can incorporate into the program that's i think where the coaching comes to play mm-hmm. um I think coaching part, is, it, part of it is knowledge, right? Like you have to have the base understanding and then continue the education to further your knowledge. But at the same time, where it really comes handy is how can you apply what you know mm-hmm. to practice? That's way more important, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. And knowing who you're working with, too. Yeah, that's really important. Super important. Yep. Yeah. What, he-
0: are, what are like some cues that you found to be really effective when working with youth? or like what do you try to do when working with youth versus when you're working with
1: adults? Uh, um, Okay. So two different questions there. First of all, I want to go back a little bit to when you were talking about skipping. I'm so glad you're working with five and six year olds skipping because right now our high school athletes don't know how to skip. A lot of them don't know how to skip. If they've been with us for a while, they do. But, you know, skipping is some, something that was so natural for me as a kid. You just, you, you were always skipping, so you just incorporated that. Now, um, you know, it, it, you really see some of the new athletes coming in fumbling with that. So I'm so glad you're incorporating that at a young age, and I hope other people start to do that also. Um, I forget what the second question was. Oh, cues. I know, I know, for example, one day um, we were doing some deadlifts, and the kids were going heavy with their deadlifts, and some of them were struggling a little bit, and I was telling them to put their push their feet into the floor, and it just changed everybody, because what they were thinking about, their head was on the weight, mm. or and, and they were defeating themselves, thinking, like, I've never lifted this before, or it might be too much. So then when I sort of changed their way of thinking about what they were actually doing, It just changed every, you know, all of their movements. So that was a big one that really worked well. That resonated with the, uh, with the high school and that's really like
0: uh, applicable to life, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you start changing the way you think, and when you start to, like, change the angle at which you're looking the situation at, like your perspective changes.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so much. I, I
0: feel like today's world in general, that's what we need to do, right? Like to be able to start to shift from different boxes and try to understand or just respect each other mm-hmm. you know like and just respecting your body in terms of like okay like what happens if i shift my focus to my feet all of a sudden my deadlift feels better mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a small lessons but like when you add that kind of layer on top of each other that's be- when like it becomes permanent and you start applying to different settings don't mm-hmm. you think um yeah skipping and going back to that it's really interesting because i you know, when I work with sports teams and, you know, kids who's, who I've never worked with before and they really lack the base understanding of how this movement is supposed to feel. Because if you think about it, right, like, and I was the same way too. Nobody really teaches you how to side shuffle. Nobody teaches you what an athletic stance is. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody teaches you how to sprint or run. You just kind of adapt, right? right? And what's missing in today's Society is factoring in the fact that kids nowadays are very, very sedentary. Mm-hmm. So your their bodies, the way it's kind of trained to operate is not the same as it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I would go as far to say 20, 30, 40 years ago, we as people were way more active right. through our life. Mm-hmm. We were moving more. We had to move to get to somewhere to do something. We were a little bit more creative in our thought process Mm -hmm. because we didn't have smartphones. And (laughs) this is not a knock on this new generation. Mm -hmm. It's just different times that we live in.
2: Right. Right.
0: So when we're coaching and we're approaching working with these kids, we can't, as coaches, come in with the mentality of these kids should know this. In fact, we need to come with the approach of, you know what? um we need to start from base one to kind of work with these kids because if without that they're we're not setting them up for success mm-hmm. do you know what i mean
1: absolutely helps them to feel more accountable too like if you feel good you want to come back for more and and mm-hmm. you want to keep you know we know what they're working on and what their strengths and weaknesses are and
0: mm-hmm. and it's not just a two-way street it, c- it could like um Our job as a coach to a player is you want to build a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as a coach, you want to facilitate that relationship amongst each other. Mm -hmm. That's like we see that in adult clients all the time, right? Like they usually when I see a client come in by themselves, I try to get them plugged in with somebody else that's already here. Right. And I already know that if they come in a pair, Mm -hmm. if I can create a bind from one of them, both will most likely stay for a little longer. Right. Right. You know, and those are things that I try to keep in mind and try to facilitate that relationship and to 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 build off of that, because that's important when somebody feel like, oh, I belong here. I want to be here. Um, and because I have an accountability buddy, like mm-hmm. I'm more likely to be there. That sets them up for success. And right. So those are things to keep in mind for sure.
1: Yeah. And we've seen so many really cool relationships in all of the levels i think where people Mm -hmm. you know feel that accountability with somebody else and you know they motivate each other to get here Mm -hmm. and work harder
0: yeah so those are like you know coaching in general is um it sounds easy but there's so many layers to it and you know what's interesting is like so i i actually minored in coaching in college and i learned a lot through those courses um, and I'm also, like, sometimes I'm confused as to, like, how people coach. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm not judging, but I'm like, uh, do they really understand? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and it's 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 just like the fitness industry. It's an ev- ever-evolving, you know, position because kids keep changing. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, like, if you have this certain standard and what you expect of the kids coming in, from different generations, it's not going to work because different generations, the kids act and receive messages differently. Absolutely. And we have to keep that in mind. That's coach's job to understand that. Mm-hmm. And that's coach's job to adapt to the today's youth, you know. Right. And sure, from the standard of an old school coach, do the kids, could the kids seem quote unquote soft? Sure they may not be like hard nosed as they were before, Mm -hmm. but it's because the generation the kids that we interact with now are different generation of kids than they were before. Right. And it's not to their fault, it's just they're built different. So then we as coaches need to find a way to approach them better and to get to them better Mm -hmm. because if we find a way to do so, we can be as effective as we can even when working with different generations,
1: right? You yep. know. Yep, that goes back to the kind of meeting them where they're at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you do hear a lot of coaches also saying, you know, like this is the way we've always done it, or this is the way this program has always been run. But if you're hearing a lot of that, then that's also saying, you know, we're not changing with with what kids need mm-hmm. now. And look at our world; it's changing all around. So we've got to change the way that we approach kids.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure, it's uh. It's always interesting because, you know, I I love I love coaching, Mm -hmm. but I love observing more. I love seeing like what works and what doesn't. It makes me better that way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm, I'm you know, I have the program that's that I have written for the athletes or for the adults. Right. But the part that I enjoy the most is not necessarily writing the programs or delivering the program. It's what happens in between or like during the session, that interactions and seeing what works and what doesn't. So then when I come back to the drawing board and start writing different sets of programs that I keep that in mind and see like, okay, these are things that these kids need to work on. Right. Or just like understanding what kind of communication that I seem to get good response from and what kind of conversation that they're seeking from us. Because then like if they're having fun, I know that they're going to train harder. Mm hmm. If they're not and they got too much on their mind, then I got to figure out a way to get to them um, in a respectful manner where they receive the message well. Right. One thing I know, especially in our facilities, is like yelling and screaming and screaming don't work. No, I'm sure there are time for that. But like it's just like today's modern kids, they don't take that well.
1: No. And I haven't even ever seen a need here, honestly, for that. Mm -hmm. So when you see coaches coaching with that style, that's. Yeah. Kids today, too, they, they we're giving them so much more of a voice, which is so wonderful. So the mm-hmm. same is true in their training, when they come to the gym, when they dance, any of that. You know, we're, we're giving them more of a say in everything that they do. So we really have to kind of f- figure out where they're at. Mm-hmm. Each group, too, changes also how you have to coach. You mm-hmm. know, like you said, uh, with our athletes, we used to see them fresh in the morning in the summer first thing i mean they would come in still sleepy-eyed but now we're seeing them at the end of the school day oh yeah and they're adjusting to getting back into school which you know yeah even we saw
0: we saw differences like the kids who are coming who came in this fall like it's it's a different mindset different attitude they're like well i don't know what to do with this because like i'm already tired from school mm-hmm. can i really muster up the energy to get through this session yeah, so it takes a little bit more encouragement it mm-hmm. takes you know getting used to the schedule so I'm not going to like push them super hard on week one right? because I understand that. Like I'd rather work with where they're at and kind of build off of it than coming with my own agenda and said, this is what we're going to do. I don't care if you get hurt. This is what we're going to do. And if you're not ready, it's your fault kind of mentality. I don't right. agree with that. I mean, I think in sports is a little different if the kid really is slacking off and not doing preseason work. And that's on them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but at the same time, you want to create a culture where kids strive to want to do that. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a that's an impossible task. I think it's a task that as coaches, we see, we should see as a challenge that we want to overcome. Right. You know. Anything else you want to add to this uh, this awesome uh, coaching podcast?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think we covered lots of bases.
0: All right, sounds good. Thank you for listening as always, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.